Isaiah 61, um, 10, please. I will rejoice greatly in the Lord. My soul will exalt in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation. He has wrapped me with a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with garland, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels, for as the earth brings forth its its sprouts, and as a garden causes the things sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. Verse ten is where I want to focus on. I will rejoice greatly, and we're moving. We're we're going to talk about healing today, healing and wholeness that belongs to each one of us. And um, this is the scripture verse that I believe the Lord wanted to start with today. I will rejoice greatly in the Lord, for my soul will exalt in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has wrapped me with the robe of righteousness. Let's uh, turn over to, um, I want to hook that with Matthew eight, seventeen, please, and then we'll talk. Matthew eight seventeen. And this scripture verse, um, well, I'll tell you in just a minute, Matthew eight seventeen. In order that what was spoken through the Isaiah, the prophet might be fulfilled saying he himself, Jesus himself took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. And I'm going to read that out of the amplified. It amplifies it a little bit more. And, um, Matthew eight seventeen. And thus he fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He himself took in order to carry away our weaknesses and infirmities and bore away our diseases. And bore away our diseases. He carried them away. He carried them away. He carried them away. Um, As I was studying this years ago, the Lord just gave me a picture of, you know, when we get born again, we accept Jesus as Lord. But we have been given everything that pertains to life and godliness. So the things that Jesus did for us, we, we, that isn't who we are anymore. We are born again. We are a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. So the sin nature has passed away. Sickness and disease has passed away. That's not a part of us. And that's not who we are. We've been given a robe of righteousness. So when Jesus died on the cross, when he died on the cross, he bore not only every sin, but every sickness and disease, every torment, every lack of, of want, every, every um, uh, poverty and fear, anything. He carried that on. He put that. He bore that on the cross. But what happened was he took it from you and he put that on him and he carried it away from you. Amen. See, that example was so clear to me. That really helped me in my walk with, with the area of healing. See, he took it on himself, and he gave you a robe of righteousness, right standing before the Lord, freedom from sickness and disease, freedom from sin. He gave that to you. He gave that to you. That's worth shouting about. Amen? And then, and <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Jeff. And then he carried, he carried all of the yuck away. He put it on himself and carried it away. I want you to keep picturing that. I'll probably say it one more time because I want you to picture what he did. Everything was nailed to the cross through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Every sickness, every COVID stream 
was put on the cross. Every cancer, every type of cancer was put on the cross. Every kind of virus, every kind of bacteria was put on the cross. And he carried it away from you. He took it away. He carried it away. Amen? He carried it away. And then he gave you everything that pertains to life and godliness. Everything. Everything. Everything is yours. If you want it. If you want it. If you believe it. If you walk in it, it's all yours. Amen? It's all yours. It's all yours. Childbearing. Kneel to the cross. Kneel to the cross. Pain, it doesn't belong to you. He gave you everything that pertains to life and godliness. Amen? Amen. Everything. Okay, so we've been clothed. We've uh, clothed um, to dress, to wear, to be fully clothed. And the salvation there, that word in, in, in Isaiah 61.10, that salvation does pertain to everything. It means health and healing. It means prosperity. It means everything. That word there in Isaiah 61.10. And um, uh, then he gave us the robe of righteousness, which I've been explaining. So Matthew 8.17 is the New Testament scripture verse that talks about he carried it away. Carried it away. Can you picture him putting it on himself and carrying it away? That will immensely help you be able to see that healing is yours. It really will. <clears throat> and so he carried it away. Um, let's see. Uh, Isaiah 53. We can go there. Isaiah 53, please. And, and we'll, we'll not do First Peter, but First Peter is the New Testament of Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53, starting with verse 4. Surely he has borne our griefs, sickness, weakness, and distress. Again, we're seeing that he bore it, right? We're seeing that he bore it. And carried our sorrows and pain of punishment. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, affected, afflicted by God, <laughs> as if with leprosy. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. So with the stripes that wounded him, we're healed and made whole. And the stripes, the, the movie that I picked for the youth to see this afternoon will explain a lot about what the stripes, but it was actually not just a whip, but it was a whip and it had metal bars on the end of each whip. Whip. It, it, it gouged, it scourged him. It scourged him. It tore the flesh off of his back is what it did. It tore the flesh off of his back. It made it so bad, so painful but he bore those stripes for each one of us so that we can, we can bear healing. Amen? We can have healing in our bodies. Amen? Okay, so in the counterpart of that, uh, you can write it down as First Peter 2.24. So Matthew 18 is just affirming that he carried away, he bore away all sickness and disease, and he gave us life and healing and wholeness. Amen? So I want to just, I, I'm, I know that we're probably not done with healing, and I... I'm going to ask uh, Corey to share a testimony next Sunday. 
if you'd like to do that, if that works for you. And I would encourage, get people here to hear her testimony. It's excellent testimony where she received healing from cancer. And so uh, just praise the Lord. So I, I'm, I'm going to have her share that next week. And we'll probably stay on healing for a little bit because, see, it's you guys' job to lay hands on the sick and they recover. It's your job. So that means you're going to have to walk in healing. Amen? You have to walk in healing. Um, let's say, okay, so we're going to talk about ways to receive healing today because this is for everybody to be able to walk out uh, your healing that belongs to you. Amen? There's a number of different ways to receive healing, and so you can, uh, we're just, I'm going to list them out. We're going to talk about them. A number of them I've received healing from doing those things uh, that the Word says. I've received my healing. And so you can receive your healing as well uh, that way. Um, okay, so let's look at John 14, 13. John 14, 13. Did you need healing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's, I'll, I won't say that's a first for me, but it's close. <laughs> Amen. Okay, <laughs> back on track here. John fourteen thirteen. And whatever you ask, the the first one that if you were, if you're keeping track of the one two three four five, I have I think seven seven ways you can receive your healing, and uh, uh, one of them is the name of Jesus, using the name of Jesus. And I've used that a number of times, especially if I if I fall or I get hurt or. Um, I was in a, um, a car one time, and the car s spun out of control, and I was going, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But we got back in the, we got stopped spinning, but we were going the wrong way. But anyway, there was no much, there wasn't any other traffic. So, so I've used the name of Jesus, and I want you to see that um, uh, it means to ask, to beg, call, or desire, inquire. Now, this word ask uh, in John 14, let's see this for me. And whatever you ask, that word there is like demand, is demand. There's other asks that aren't that, but this one is demand. So you can demand, you know, when you hear me pray for healing, I command it. I command the demonic influence to go in Jesus' name. I command healing to manifest right now in Jesus' name. It, to me, it's the same thing as saying demand. I command it to manifest. I command it. So when you pray for somebody to receive healing, you just don't. Father, um, if it's your will, you don't even say that. You know, you don't say that at all. And most of you know that. But there's a lot of people out there in, in um, well, denominational churches. There's a lot of people out there that don't know that it's God's will. And they don't know that. And you're going to run into that. You have to be able to tell them what God's will is. That's why I go over these scripture verses and God's will is healing for them. If they are born again, and if they haven't been taught that, no wonder they're sick and dying. You know, sick and dying. Amen. So, so when you pray for someone in, 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 um, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we're going to look at a couple other scripture verses in line with that. Whatever you demand in my name, it should manifest. 
whatever you demand or ask in my name. Amen? Okay. Um, Let's look at Acts 3, please. So that word ask there has a stronger meaning than just some of the other words ask. And you can study that out by looking at it and see. But Acts 3, um, okay, this is um, starting with verse 1. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer. And a certain man who had been lame from his mother's womb was being carried along, whom they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, in order to beg alms. This guy was set down every day. He he couldn't get there himself. He was set down there every day in order to beg alms of those who were entering the temple. And when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking to receive alms. And Peter, along with John, fixed his gaze upon him and said, Look at us. And he began to give them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. So he had an expectation, which is really important. You know, when you guys come into a service on Sunday morning, expect God to move. Expect the miraculous. Expect a word from him. And and the word can be, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to come from me, but a word from the Lord can be something I'm teaching, and the Holy Spirit will go over here and he'll remind you of a scripture verse that will be a word for you. So when you come into a service, you expect to receive from him. Expect to receive from him. And and it can manifest all different kinds of ways, you know? Like um, when when I go up and down, I don't go unless I have a pole, but sometimes I don't know who the pole is. Sometimes I do when I say pole, pole in the inner man. Sometimes I know what the pole is or who it is, so I'll I'll go that direction. Sometimes, like I was this morning, I had to I had to go up and down and get a, a feel for where the pole was coming from, you know. And so then I ministered to those people that I had a a, a pole on my inner man from. The spirit of God was letting me know who. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes I see just a I just see a dark cloud over somebody. And I'll go minister to that person. Sometimes, sometimes like um, Saturday, I forget now who was sitting on the front row, but they, I just saw the ministering of the Holy Spirit. Just was a, a, a white, smoky like was just swirling around them. So I see that sometimes. So there's different things that the Lord will key you in on what's going on. I I was just sharing with uh, Francis the other night about a ministry situation. And I was in um, uh, somebody else's home, and and you would know this minister if I told you his name. But his wife came through the door, and I immediately I saw a spirit of infirmity on her. And now, when I say saw, it wasn't like the devil was standing there. It was just I just knew there was infirmity on the inside. So I didn't know anything about his wife, but um, in ministering, in in talking to the people that were um, um, that had invited us to come to this home, I asked them, I said, uh, uh, is, is his wife dealing with infirmity? And they said, oh, yeah. Yeah, and so they set up a time where I was able to minister to her and um, uh, just her by herself. And so that was, that was good. As far as I know, she's still alive and still doing well in the things of God. And her and her husband are in Florida now. And so I'm um, still ministering as far as I know. They're not 
they're not in this region anymore, but they're in Florida. So anyway, so there's different things that the Holy Spirit will show you that's going on with an individual, okay? And um, I just purpose, and I tell you this all the time, I purpose to listen and be led of my spirit, okay, to go do what I need to do. You see, the Holy Spirit is the need meter, not me. I'm not doing anything. I'm purposing to follow his leading to help meet the needs of the individuals that are before me, okay? So so that's, I just am willing, I'm a willing vessel to do what he says to do, and that's what we all need to be as willing vessels to go here, to call this person, to minister, to pray with them. You know, you can pray with people over the phone and get as much done as if you're right in their presence. The Holy Spirit, the presence is, can be, oh my goodness, I've got to slow down for a minute. Whoa, okay. The Holy Spirit, in, in uh, when I minister over the phone, I mean, I minister to different ones in other states, and, and when I minister over the phone, the anointing on me, when I experience anointing on me, they are experiencing the same thing on their end. The same thing. So I can tell whether they're receiving or not. If they're not receiving, then I get them into a place to receive. If, if I can tell if there's a healing manifest, manifesting. Uh, so there's things that you can tell. So you can, you can call someone up, even if they're in California or wherever they are. You can call them up and minister to them over the phone. You don't have to get on a plane and go there. You don't have to get on a plane and fly above the clouds and deal with the demonic influences in our country. You don't have to do that. No, you don't have to. You can do it right from your chair in intercession because the Spirit of God will take you wherever he needs you to go to deal with ever, whatever needs to be dealt with. Amen? Amen. Okay, all right. <laughs> I wasn't going to say any of that, so here we go. Okay, so um, we didn't even get through, um, did we? Okay, verse 5, and he began to give them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Okay, I got off on the word expecting. So, but Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you. And here, in the name of Jesus the Nazarene walk. So he was commanding that beggar to walk in the name of Jesus. Now, you have to have, let's, um, let's go, uh, go to Philippians 2. You know, once, once you get a hold of something like this and it comes alive on you, you know, sometimes when I, when I was learning these things years ago, I would just use that all the time. But you still hear me. I'm very emphatic about in the name of Jesus when I pray, when I pray. I mean it when I say in the name of Jesus, because it's not me doing it. It's in his name that I can command anything to go, whether it's a devil, whether it's sickness and disease, whatever it is, it's in his name. And Philippians 2, 2, 9 says, Therefore, also God highly exalted him. Remember, ahead of that, he stripped himself and he became a man like us and and uh, so there, and he, he uh, emptied himself out, humbled himself by becoming obedient. Jesus did to the point of death, even death on a cross. In verse 9, therefore also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. Now that is key, the name which is above every name. You have to have faith in that aspect or you'll, you won't pray effectively in the name, using the name of Jesus. 
the name that is above every name. So when I pray for somebody and I use the name of Jesus, I know that I know that I know that whatever I commanded to go is not above the name of Jesus. It has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. So you have to have faith in the fact that the name of Jesus is is above any other name. You have to have faith in that. You have to believe it. You have to believe it that when you speak it, it's everything has to bow its knee. There's just no ifs, ands, and buts about it. You have to believe that. You can't question that. You can't lay hands on somebody. Well, maybe. Um, okay. Um, you can't question that. It has to be in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That's the way it's been set up. Therefore, also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those who are in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen? Amen. Everything has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. Okay, so there's some... Uh, that that name has just as much power in it as as see when we when we pray for somebody we're walking in the place that Jesus would walk when he was here you know we're walking in that position we're in Christ so see yourself in Christ in that position you're not, you're not Lynette anymore you're not Crystal anymore you're not Jeff anymore. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus, and you stand in that place where Jesus stood. You stand in his place. You lay hands on the sick in the name of Jesus because you are who he is. And you command it to go in Jesus' name. You command it to go. Amen? Okay, so so you use the name of Jesus. It has just as much power as if Jesus was laying his hands on that person. You're walking up, and you're going to lay hands on that person. I'm going to lay hands on this person as, as if Jesus was laying hands. See, Jesus had to go. He was only one person. And so he sent the Holy Spirit. That's why it's so important to listen to the Holy Spirit. He sent the Holy Spirit to help each one of us. I think I said that same thing last week. He, he sent the Holy Spirit so that we can walk in healing and wholeness and we can pray for people and get them born again, get them healed, and cast out devils. Amen? Amen. Okay. Um, Okay. Let's look at Acts 3.16. Acts 3.16. Acts 3.16. Acts 3.16, and on the basis of faith in his name, it is the name of Jesus which has strengthened this man whom you see and know, and the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect health in the presence of you all. So it is faith in that name, amen? Faith in the name of Jesus. Faith in the name of Jesus. So you have to have faith in the name of Jesus. You have to know that you know that you know that when you speak the name of Jesus, stuff is going to move. Stuff is going to change, and healing is coming, manifesting. Amen? Okay, so Mark 16 then. Let's uh, tie, tie this all together. 
<laughs> Looks like we're going to be talking about different kinds of healing next week, too. Mark 16. Um, and that's, the, that's where everybody, the church, has been commissioned to go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed. Now, that's everybody that has believed and accepted Jesus as Lord. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who have believed in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues in my name. In my name they will pick up serpents, and if they drink any deadly poison, it shall not hurt them. And in my name they will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover in the name of Jesus. Amen? Okay, so let's go to the second, Matthew um, 18, please. Matthew 18. Matthew 18. This is another way to receive healing. Matthew 18, 19. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three have gathered together in my name, there I am in their midst. Where two or three. It doesn't always have, that doesn't have to do always with the church setting. That's not, not a problem. But it's, it's where two or three agree upon touching anything, it shall be done. Okay? That word agree, it has to, when you're praying, when you pray with somebody in agreement, you know, like husbands can get healing for their wives, wives can get healing for their husbands, fathers, parents, you need to pray for your children, bring healing into manifestation for them. So whenever you, let's say, um, two people agree together on what God has said in his word to bring a, a healing for them, you have to both agree in what in, in what. Um, uh, um, what God has said in his word about that. And so so if I'm going to ask somebody to pray with me in agreement for healing to manifest, I want to make sure that person is where I am in my ability to believe God for healing. Does that make sense? You understand that? So, so because where two uh, or three of you can agree together, there has to be that harmony. You can't have one of you not believing and the other one does. You see what I'm saying? Okay, so there has to be that harmony. And you have to know what you're agreeing on. You know, if somebody comes up and says, will you agree with me in prayer? We'll find out what they're wanting in prayer. I mean, they can't be wanting their neighbor's wife. You know what I mean? And so, so you got to find out because there is that kind of junk out there. There is that kind of junk. You don't, you don't want to get in agreement with somebody that it doesn't even line up with God's word. Okay. And you only need two. And then it says here, um, it, it says, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. I don't hear any doubt in there, do you? No doubt. It shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three have gathered together my name, there I am in their midst, okay? So you don't have to try. You just have to do what God's word says. Amen? You know, just you, you do and you believe. Um, okay, so let's go on and let's see, I think... Um, we'll, we'll cover this one. This is kind of a long one. Um, Mark 16, back to Mark 16. Mark 
And this is uh, another way to receive healing is by laying on of hands. By laying on of hands. Some of you I know have already experienced that. Have you experienced the anointing in your hands when you've laid hands on someone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, uh, all believers can lay hands on. All believers can lay hands on the sick. 